Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Greater Than a Theory, where we talk all things spirituality, self-care, and everyday ups and downs. Let's get started. So we're in the book of Joshua, chapter 24. We're looking at verse 14 and 15 today. This is how it reads. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so that's how Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 and 15 reads in the King James Version. Let's take a look at how it reads in the message. Here we are at verse 14 again. So now, fear God, worship him in total commitment. Get rid of the gods your ancestors worshipped on the far side of the river, the Euphrates, and in Egypt. You worship God. If you decide that it is a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it today. Choose one of the gods your ancestors worshipped from the country beyond the river or one of the gods of the Amorites on whose land you're now living as for me and my family, will worship God. And so that was the message. And the first one we read, of course, was the King James Version. And when we hear this text, this again is one of those superstar texts that we so often read. And this text is coming from the Old Testament. Uh, And what we are focused on today is really the portion the, the the last portion of verse 15 as for me and my house we will serve the lord and so there are so many different things that people choose to worship and when we begin to go down the list of things that people worship right we know the staples So people worship money, people, of course, worship sex sometimes, Um, people worship arrogance and, and, and greed and bitterness, people worship talent. There are so many different things uh, that people worship. And when we say worship, we are discussing and considering the things that are in our life that we have to have. The things that take up a bulk of our time and a bulk of our day. And I'm not talking about situations that come that we have no control over. I'm not talking about when you're dealing with illness or when you are dealing with an individual that's giving you a hard time. I'm talking about the thing that we live for, the things that we say, this is why I'm here. Now, there are infinite 
things and places and ideas that an individual can worship. This text does not seem judgmental in the fact that the writer is saying, choose who you serve. And then the writer puts it back on self. But as for me in my house, we will serve God. And so, so often we can get in the habit or the tradition of micromanaging other people and worrying about other people's lives. But we have to condition ourselves to say, I don't know what's going on in your house. I don't know what you're doing, but we are going to serve God. We are going to follow God. And this is very interesting because in order to follow God, as you and I have discussed before, you have to know how you hear God. Yes, we have the Bible and we thank God for it. We have the text within the Bible and that's a beautiful thing, but we have to have uh, the voice of God and the wisdom of God and the understanding of God in addition to the Bible of how we hear God in this day. How do we hear God in 2021? Now we've discussed before that you can hear God through a dream or a vision or God can come to you and uh, show you where, where you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to do through, through music, through, through someone coming up to you and just talking to you through your ideas. There are so many different ways. And so the first thing that an individual should do after forming a relationship with God and accepting Christ into your life is say, okay, now how do I hear God for myself? Because we don't want to blur the lines. Uh, we don't want to be dependent on someone else's interpretation of what God is calling you to do in your own life. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't need a leader. That doesn't mean that you don't follow. That doesn't mean that there will not be individuals in your life who assist you in your faith journey. It simply means that you are entitled to a relationship with God on your own. This is, this is what we're talking about, the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ, which puts a direct, uh, puts you in direct communication with God through the blood of Christ. And so you have a direct line to Christ. Okay. And this is my interpretation of the faith. When, when this is established, then, uh, then it becomes easier for you to know where God wants you to go and what God wants you to do. Okay, so when you say, as for me and my house, we will serve God, and you have a direct understanding of what God wants you to do, and the, and the text God wants you to read, and how you apply the text to your life, then your life, it, it changes, it shifts. There's a, a rearrangement of the way you live, and the way you carry yourself, and the way you treat other people. There is a change. And you can actually see this change in people and you can see it in yourself. You can see it in the, in the places you go and what you do and, and, and even, and even what you eat. And this is what we 
have to be focused on our own personal relationship with God and how that alters and changes our home, our house. As for me and my house, we will serve God. That statement implies that there is a lot of other things going on, but we have to stay focused on what God called us to do. And when, when I read it, it is comforting to me because it's a very strong statement because there are so many different influences in the world. But to be able to say with confidence, I'm going to serve God. And a lot of times when we think about what other people out are worshiping and what other people out are praising, we think of sin that is temporarily beneficial to our pleasure. So we think of sex, we think of money, we think of a promotion on a job. It's nothing wrong with a promotion, but to worship that promotion can lead to a lot of distress and trouble. So those are the things we think of. And of course, millions of other examples. But we have to be careful that there are things, we have to understand there are things that people are worshiping that are literally not bringing them any temporary pleasure or any joy. It is literally not pleasing to the eye, spirit, body, or mind. There are people who are worshiping fear. They won't move forward with what God called them to do because of fear. They won't start their business because of fear. They won't go to the doctor because of fear. And that is a, that is a worship and it keeps us from life and life more abundantly that, that God is giving us. It keeps us from being able to grow completely full out. It, it, it tears and destroys some of the branches on our life, on our tree of life, uh, with, within ourselves. We're all, uh, if we are all beautiful trees, when we are worshiping things outside of God, it clips our, it clips our branches. It, it cuts off our branches and it, it makes us only half of the picture of who God called us to be. And so fear is one of the many things that we have to break through and say, no, I'm not going to worship fear. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to be brave enough to follow God. And this is very interesting because if you read the entire book of Joshua, you see multiple times that God is telling Joshua, don't be afraid, be courageous, move forward. You have the victory. And we have to remember that. When God is with us, as God was with our brother Joshua, we have the victory and we have to continue to move forward and what God has called us to do without fear. Other people worship uh, order, okay? And so there are so many different orders. And when I say orders, I'm going to break it down specifically to where we just were talking about family. There are so many people, family and friends who might intimidate you knowingly some and some unknowingly. 
you know that God is calling you to do something. You know that God is calling you to start your own business. You know that God is telling you uh, to move forward and what God is calling you uh, to do. If, if you're in college, what your major should be. You know who you love and who you want to marry. Okay, you know where you want to uh, uh, start your life. You know exactly who God has called you to be. Some of us know but the way the enemy boxes us in, boxes us in, is it it takes the the worldly order of whoever is in charge in your in your friendship circle or in your family circle, and it says if you do not have the permissions of these people to move forward with what God is calling you to do, then that is the way the enemy blocks you. There has to be, there has to be, come on now, someone in the family, in the friendship circle, in, in, uh, the, the community who says, no, I know the standard. I know what is expected of me, but I'm going to follow God. As for me and my house, I'm going to follow God. We are going to follow God. And that is an inclusive statement because when one individual begins to follow God, that is contagious. It is contagious. When one individual is brave and says, I'm going to love, I'm going to bring peace. I'm going to bring joy. It is contagious because the art of, of, of muffling or covering up uh, the things of God, it, it is so blinding. There are so many people who don't even realize that they are living in bondage. There are so many people who do not even realize that they are living uh, in, in a modern form of enslavement, okay? There are no shackles. There are no uh, uh, chains on your hands and on your feet, but there are individuals who cannot move forward and cannot move backwards because their minds are ensnared. Their minds are shackled in the traditions, in the ways of, of their, of their family order, of their friendship order, of their community order. And it takes an individual within, within that space to say, I understand where we are. I understand what's going on, but I am going to move forward in what God has called me to do. Is that individual you? Are you the one who is going to step out and say, yes, it is okay to love. Yes, it is okay to follow God. Yes, it is okay to be the individual who brings forth peace. Yes, it is okay to start your own business. Yes, it is okay to dream. Yes, it is okay to live your dreams. Yes, it is okay to go to school. Yes, it is okay to go back to school. Yes, it is okay to get married to someone who is not from my environment, to someone who is not from my culture. Yes, it is okay to follow God. Are you that individual who is going to break the yoke by the hand of God? Is that you? Is that you? What has God called you to do? And whatever God has called you to be or whatever God has called you to do, God will give you strength. Now, don't be confused. Individuals who are spreading hate or spreading lies, whose uh, desire it is to marginalize any group of people, to push back any group of people, that's not God. Who's, whose desire it is to stop the growth of a community to to smother to kill a dream the individual who who says that 
uh, the one who sits next to them is not a son and daughter of God because they are not identical uh, spiritually or their dreams are not identical uh, to what they are used to seeing. That is not the spirit or presence of God. The presence of God brings peace. The presence of God brings order. The presence of God brings freedom. The presence of God breaks chains and shackles. The presence of God stands up when everyone is sitting down. This presence of God speaks up when no one is speaking. The presence of God wipes tears away. The presence of God puts laughter in your heart. The presence of God is love, is joy, is peace. Now, it is very important that we know that God is extremely serious about the business of being obedient to the call that is upon our head. God is serious, but God is loving and compassionate. Now, you know what God has called you to do. You know. If you do not know, all you have to do is ask. We've we've discussed this in previous uh, podcast episodes. If you just go and listen and 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 restudy the entire book of James, then you will understand. You you know that God will give you wisdom. You have to form your own relationship with Christ. You have to create your own atmosphere of praise. And that is not to suggest that we are not to fellowship with one another. But when you go into fellowship with your brother, with your sister, with the community of faith, that your God identity, that who God is in your life, that's already established so that no man, no woman can tear that down so that you can be in an environment and know if you are in a sound environment or if you are not in a sound environment as for me and my house we will serve the Lord that is a covering statement that God will cover you God will cover your family God will cover your God-given dreams God is with you this is a very powerful text as I've said before I I identify it as one of one of the superstar texts within within the Bible because it's so strong and it can push back so much evil. And a lot of times you had you just have to say that in your own mind. There's fear in my head. No, 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 no. We're going to serve God. It has to start in your mind. And when you believe something in your mind, then it, it begins to manifest in your atmosphere. It can't help but happen. The, your mind is, is a field where things grow and they grow so large that they just become in reality. But you have to plant it in your mind. You have to plant peace in your mind. You have to plant love in your mind and then it will grow. It will grow. This is why you're very careful about the environments that you go into because you don't want anything to trouble your garden, anything to, to trouble your mind when you're planting. Because some of us are just, we're just starting off our crops. And we don't need anybody pulling up what's just beginning to grow. So you have to be very careful about the environments that you go into. And people are going to be upset. They're going to be angry. Yeah, they're going to be mad. But you have to protect what God has given you. You have to protect what God has called you to protect. Your mental peace. This is what we're talking about when we talk about self-care. It's mental peace. 
mental stability. We're now in a place where we can identify that mental illness is a real thing. But God has come that you have life and life more abundantly. If we know that Christ died once for all, for all. So that's not just for all sin. That's all sin, all sickness, all sorrow, all sadness, all people, all dreams, all destiny. Christ died once for all. And then the, and then the burial and then the resurrection. My God. God took care of all of that through the death, the burial, and the resurrection once for all. You can have mental peace. There might be some steps you need to take to get to it. You might need to find a new circle of friends. You might need to go talk to somebody about your mental health. You might need to see a doctor. You might simply just need to read some motivational scriptures and texts within the word of God. But when we say, as for me and my house, we will serve the God, serve God. And we know that God has come, that we might have life and life more abundantly. That's all you're saying. I want my whole life. I want all of what God has for me. I don't want a small little, little bag of, of that you've, that you've set up for me here. Have this. Sit over here. No, 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 no. God wants me to have more than whatever you have arranged for my life. And that little bitty uh, uh, package or bag that you have sitting over there on that table. We, we, we accept gifts so small that people give us. And God is looking at us like, if you only knew what I had for you. If you could only move beyond worshiping the standard that family and friends and community and environment has set for you. And sometimes it's so difficult to follow God because of what we see. You know, there are some of us, you know, you might be listening. You were born in an environment where what you see is imagine the dreams and the visions that are in your mind. But if God has planted those dreams and visions of your in your mind, it doesn't matter what your surrounding is. You keep moving forward and following God, your surroundings will break and you will shoot up and fly to your God given destiny. I'm telling you what I know. There are moments when I'm telling you what 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 uh, God, the spirit of God has called me to say. Everything the spirit of God has called me to say, but some of what God is telling me to say, God is telling me to say it because I've lived it. And that I know. Nothing can stop you when you make up your mind to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. There is a, a, a power that you will begin to experience. It's going to blow your mind. Now, let me say this. It won't all be perfect. And the spirit of God called to me one day. God said, Cheryl, it's not all going to be perfect. Everything you do and your steps towards following God, it won't all be perfect. And then I heard the spirit of God saying, but it will all be covered. Covered in the blood of the lamb. So you can make a mistake and start over. 
Isn't that beautiful that God gives us restart after restart after restart? When we are trying to follow God, we can fall a million times. This is why when you read the book of Joshua, God tells God tells Joshua over and over, be strong and courageous because God knew where he was sending Joshua. God knew the battles that Joshua was having to go into. God knows what you're up against. You can't surprise God. You can't hide anything from God. God sees your tears. God sees your pain. God sees the people that are coming up against the righteous things that you were trying to do. God knows your heart. God knows what brings you pain. Some of you are in agony and God sees that. So when we fall, God understands. But when you begin to follow God, there's a covering. And you look at your life and say, Lord, I don't know. I don't know how I made it through that, but bills paid. I don't know how I made it through that, but I survived that, that illness. I don't know how I made it through that, but I got to a job where I was treated like I was a human being. I got away from those people who were treating me cruel. Because when you're following God, things just move differently. Things just move differently. Doors just, they just open. They're, they open because you're carrying the will of God. It's not anything you can do or anything I can do. You know, people look at your life and say, I just don't know why, why she's blessed. I just don't know why he's blessed. I just don't know where that favor comes from. But the favor comes from obedience to God. Sometimes that's all you have to, how do I get favor? That's all you have to do sometimes is be obedient to God. And when you're carrying the will of God, and God's word teaches us that blessed are the peacemakers. When you're carrying the peace of God, God will grant you things that are not normally granted. God will grant you favor. I think that's a good stop for today. I hope this message finds you well. Please read Joshua chapter 14 verses. No, I'm sorry. Joshua chapter 24 verses 14 through 15. And the reason we read such a small text is because at this point, we just want to zero in and focus. Now, Joshua is a, a bit of a larger book. If you have the opportunity to read the entire book, which I think God will provide you the opportunity if you just ask, then do so. And we will, we will continue to study the word of God and we will definitely get back to uh, the book of Joshua. But if you cannot read the entire chapter the entire book of Joshua at this time make sure to read 14 and 15 and consider everything we discussed and everything we talked about today it's been so wonderful talking to you again and communicating with you I pray this message finds you well and until next time my dear friend peace